Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, good evening, Facebook family. Welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose with me, your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guide and servant on the healing journey. What's my name? Big Papa Brian Post. Hope everyone is doing fantastic on this Whimsical Wednesday. Yes, Whimsical Wednesday. It's Whimsical Wednesday. Hope you guys are doing great. Um, actually, I had to sit here for a moment in my old man rocking chair, um, thinking about what I wanted to talk to you guys about today. And um, I was reminded of a couple of... Uh, couple of families I've been working with recently, a couple of people, a couple of parents I've been spending some time with, and also an, an, an email I received from an adult who's been struggling through some stuff, and I talked a little bit about that, you know, I think it was a couple weeks ago, but um, what came to me to chop up with you guys this evening is why, why is healing difficult, and I'm going to tell you exactly why healing is difficult. Um, in order to understand why healing is difficult, you have to understand trauma. Trauma is any stressful event which is prolonged, overwhelming, and unpredictable. And when that event continues on unexpressed, unprocessed, and misunderstood, it's the difference between a short-term stressful experience versus a long-term potentially life-altering traumatic event when trauma occurs it changes the brain the stress the stress of the experience changes the brain and if the brain is not allowed an opportunity it's almost like it it fires up a series of neural of of synapses that start to form this new pathway and if you are not permitted an opportunity to express it, you know, talk about it, cry about it, try to make sense of it, why it happened, why it happened to you, how it happened, what your role was, you know, how you were the victim in it, what you could have done different, you know, so on and so forth, and maybe talk to 10 people about it even. I mean, there's no, there's no um, steadfast rule on how many people you have to talk to when you're trying to heal a traumatic event. When you don't have an opportunity to do that, and instead you just suppress it, or people around you who are supposed to support you don't support you in the processing of it, then that pathway continues to stay active and alive. And then what typically happens is we will intermittently obsess about it. This is one way. We'll intermittently obsess about it. What happens with kids is that parents handle children's expressions in terrible ways, in poor ways, meaning they usually want to try to suppress them or they try to want to control them. And I call it, you know, I always say that, you know, when you're in a state of stress and fear, when you want to control, suppress and change something. So typically, hey, Jennifer. So typically what will happen with kids who experience traumatic events is parents don't give them the perspective and the framework to be able to express, process, and understand. And so then what happens is they grow older and their brains continue recreating that same pathway. Healing becomes difficult because 
our brain is so sensitive and over time, our brains become conditioned to do the things that they do, like to have the reactions that they have. I mean, literally, like we want to, we want to believe, and this is really just from years and years and generations of bad psychology, really is what I'll call it. We want to say that children are always just making a choice and therefore they're always making a bad choice and it's their thinking that's flawed and so if they if they change their thinking then they'll change their behaviors so neuroscience has completely debunked that that belief system um you know it's, it's really much the same can be said about medication is a lot of times hey kimberly a lot of times we want to we want to you know medicate ourselves or medicate our kids and we think that that's going to change a chemical in the brain and that that chemical in the brain is going to change thinking but it doesn't it just changes this one chemical and what we don't realize is that when you are when you are embarking on the healing pathway it's going to take time because you are literally changing your brain. Whether you are an adult, whether you are a child, you are changing your, you're changing the reaction, to be really specific, you are changing the reaction pathway of your amygdala. Your amygdala being your fear receptor. See, it's that your amygdala never shuts off a pathway that's been formed. So it never shuts it off. What happens is your amygdala can learn new pathways for for reaction and expression. So where your amygdala, see previously, you know, if someone yelled at you, you might yell at them or you might hit them or you might attack them. And then as you start doing your work and you start, you know, trying to work through the emotions that are rooted in, in the traumas or the stressors you may have experienced to kind of lead you to the place that you're in, then you know you start to have more space between your amygdala's reaction and then your behavior. So then what happens is all of a sudden you start making an effort. So now say someone yells at you because you've been working really hard, instead of having an immediate reaction, you stop and let's say you slow down, you take three to 10 deep breaths. And it's like you're making a conscious effort to do something different. And so, that person may continue yelling at you and then you may yell back at them. Well, see, a lot of times we judge ourselves when we yell back at them because we're like, well, what good was, was all that, that I was doing? It didn't help. Actually it did help. It bought you some space and it started to form a new pathway. But the problem is it takes time and repetition to form new pathways, repetition and emotional impact. And so it's the repetition that you have to continue to engage in over and over and over again to form that new pathway and then pretty soon what will happen is that old pathway stops acting up as strongly as it used to so when that person would yell at you you stop you stop getting as as activated and you start kind of pursuing this new pathway but it doesn't mean the old pathway is gone or shut off because it's always there it just means that you start to literally develop your window of tolerance for how much stress you can handle, which is giving your brain a new opportunity to pursue a different path. And that's the path to healing. See, healing isn't about making something go away. He creating 
new awarenesses and new opportunities to form different reactions to things that used to be triggering and traumatic for us. So when you're when you're going through the the process of healing, it's going to be difficult. So now let's talk about this as it regards kids, because I find this to be you know the, the one of the most interesting things with our children. So we start going. You know, you think about the child who comes from adoption, they're three years old, and they come into a, a home, a traditional home, loving parents, food on the table, no abuse, no, no neglect. And the years go past, and we wonder why this three-year-old, who's now an eight-year-old, is sometimes worse behavior problems than they did when they, when they were three. Well, the thing is, in our society, because of our traditional parenting practices, which are rooted in stress and fear, we are actually continually reinforcing the negative pathway that's been established from the trauma. So when the child gets stressed and they start misbehaving, what happens is we react from stress and we react from fear. And then instead of giving the child a new experience in the midst of their stress and fear, we actually continue to reinforce the old trauma-based pathway. That's why healing for children is so difficult because in our society, it's like I got a parent right now whose who's kid's like 19 years old, and 9 or 10 years old, and she's running. Like she's a runner, like run, run, right, serious running. She gets stressed about something and she hits the door, boom, and she's gone miles and hours. And this is a condition pattern for her. And nothing's going to change that because in her brain, that's a survival mechanism. Nothing's going to change that until the parents and the environment shift and adjust to a deeper understanding and awareness of just what stresses this child out, how to have more conversation, more deep conversation, communication, heartfelt communication with her, how to recognize that fight, fight, and fight, 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 and freeze are just survival reactions in the brain. How to recognize that she's not running away because she's trying to be a bad kid. She's running away because in her brain, her amygdala says, run for your life. And that's what's happening. She's running for her life. And so we're in the process of trying to recondition not just the child, but we have to recondition the whole family system. And the parents have to recondition themselves. Like they have to do something different. If they are unwilling to do something different, then this child's not going to be able to to uh, maintain in this home, sadly. Um, because we have, as the adults, as the parents, we create the pathway. We open the door and our kids follow. And so, you know, many of you have these adopted kids. And you're, hey, Mimi, and hello, Gail. Many of you have these adopted kids and you're struggling and you've been struggling for years and now you're tired. And then you meet Big Papa and we start talking about this love-based stuff. And I'm like, shit, this is not easy, right? This is all very simple, but it's not easy. And I really, I feel this way in business sometimes. And it's kind of the duration of my career. You know, I can put out a lot of energy for this extended period of time. And then it's like, then I get tired. And then I realize it's like, I have to have that equivalent amount of energy I just had, if not more. And so I really have to pull myself back and recalibrate my own emotionality, my own heart, my own brain, and then jump back in and go harder than I was even before. And I think a lot of times for, for those of you who have struggled for years, 
you, you get into something and you realize, well, you get into this, this model of practicing and you realize, yes, it makes sense, but you're tired. And now I'm asking you to do even more work, do even deeper work and understand your children in a completely different way. And then it's like, holy hell, I just want to go to sleep. You know, sometimes that's what you got to do. You just have to go to sleep. Healing is not supposed to be easy. It's not supposed to be easy. It is supposed to be challenging because healing is also reflective of growth. When you eventually conquer, and you will, if you stay the course, if you keep fighting, if you don't give up, if you keep trying, if you keep learning, if you keep breathing, if you keep trying to choose love in the midst of your own stress and fear and recognize it more and more and then start to recognize it more and more with your children and, and, and have deeper conversations and deeper communication with your children than you had with your own parents because that's the blueprint that you're operating from right now. If you don't give up and you keep doing that, you will steadily make progress in your in your relationship, in your home. But if you're not, you can't just sit back and say, well, they're not changing. You've got to be willing to take responsibility. And it just, it is, it is not an easy process, but it is worth it. I'm telling you, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. I've got a kid. Oh my gosh, she's 30 years old now. I first met her when she was 16 years old. And she's an adult. She's out there in the world. She just, she told me today, she told me today, I need to get a hold of my mom and dad. I'm trying to get a hold of my mom and dad because I need to vent to somebody. And she's been trying to find a job. She said, she asked me if I'd heard from him. I was like, no, I haven't talked to him. And it's just an ongoing process, guys. It's an ongoing process. Don't beat yourself up too much. And if you do beat yourself up, beat yourself up real good and then go to bed and then wake up the next day and get after it again and process and look for the victories. Look for the times when you're and honor the times when you really feel a loving, a loving connection with your child. And when you when you see your child look at you with love in their eyes and they hug you and and you guys have a laugh and. And they do something, they accomplish something that you, you know, it, you take for granted. We take so much for granted. So, you know, look for those small victories to feed your heart, feed your soul, and to let you know that you are, that you are on the right track and just keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. And that's all I got to say on the matter. Hey, in any given situation, we always have two choices. We can continue to react from the same blueprints of stress, fear, and overwhelm, or we can stop, we can slow down, take three to ten deep breaths, and choose love. I hope you'll choose love in every possible moment, and when you can't, that's okay too. It's okay, doesn't make you bad. Just breathe, slow down, think about how you could have done it differently, and do it differently the next time. God bless you, Big Papa loves you. I'll see you tomorrow, I think. <laughs> I might not, I might take the day off. Bye. Good night. Have a good day. Bye-bye. See ya. Peace.